Hello and welcome back to Adventures and Awakening. This is your host, Amber. Thank you so much for tuning in today. How is everyone doing out there? Everyone surviving, thriving, living their very best life. I just wanted to pop on before this most amazing episode and say keep following, keep liking, keep sharing, keep sending reviews, give me a star rating, do what you can to help the podcast grow. I really appreciate all the help, the love, and the support. I also wanted to say that if you would like to share your adventure in awakening, have a funny or really, you know, intense awakening story that you feel could help someone else, and you would love the opportunity to be a guest on the podcast, um, Go ahead and send me an email. You can go to the website, adventuresandawakening.com. I'm going to just say, like, I don't like responding to emails. I've realized that that is not my, what brings me joy in life. So I'm doing my best to get back to everyone. And I appreciate um, you sending them. Also, if you want to just DM me on Instagram, that would be so much quicker. Um, it's Adventures and Awakening has a page, but I really use my primary page, which is at the Amber Netherton. So anyway, we have a really awesome episode coming up. Um, you know, when you meet someone and you just like have this instant like connection and you're like, I've known this person before, um, get along so well. It's like you're talking to someone you've known your whole life. Um, and yeah, just like soul family, star family, maybe. Well, that's definitely, uh, friend Dave Carr. I had the uh, opportunity to interview her and she is just the most amazing person. Um, she has been channeling for about five years. She's a best-selling author, a speaker, and a thought leader who really helps people answer life's biggest questions. With her five years of channeling, she's been channeling um, Mother Earth, Ascended Masters, Archangels. I've had readings with her, and she um, is just amazing. We talk a lot of good stuff in this interview. Everything from star seeds to energy to healing to mental health and children and awareness and um, seeing energy, hearing energy, what's going on in the world today. So tune in to this amazing interview. Um, remember, like, follow, share if it helps you. If you want to be on the podcast, have an awakening story you would like to share or even something that you want to hear on the podcast, a topic that's really calling out to you, um, DM, reach out. Also, if you would like a private reading with myself, again, adventuresandawakening.com. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome back to Adventures in Awakening. This is your host, Amber. I am on today with the lovely Perrin Dave Carr. Thank you so much for being here today. Can you start by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, your awakening story, how you landed where you are today? Yes, I'm really excited to be here too, Amber. Um, So, yeah, I'd love to talk about my awakening story. And I was thinking about it when we first started talking. And I realized that it actually starts in my childhood. 
And like I was telling you, I was a super sensitive child from the time I was born. I was super open psychically. Um, and back then there wasn't a whole lot of, there wasn't as much context, there wasn't as much understanding of what being psychically open meant. So I was a very um, sensitive child, really sensitive. And I, w I had a very loving family and um, I had a lot of experiences around age nine where I was really starting to feel and sense and hear things beyond the veil uh -huh. that other people couldn't see or hear. And it was a really difficult time for me and my family because, again, they didn't have the context to understand what was happening to me. Um, and neither did I. And the things I was interacting with beyond the veil were not very friendly mm. to me. So I presented in a way that, that made it look as though I was suffering from mental health. Mm -hmm. um, so I was misdiagnosed at age nine with childhood bipolar disorder. Um, and at the time, that was, that was kind of a big thing in the mental health world was childhood bipolar disorder. So I was misdiagnosed and I was put on about seven to nine different psychiatric medications. Um, and this is, this is a nine-year-old little girl who was already <laughs> sensitive to begin with. Um, and so, you know, I was just reflecting on it this morning and I really wanted to share this because, you know, growing up that really impacted my sense of self. Um, I, I grew up feeling like there was something wrong with me. Uh -huh. I mean, I was literally kind of told from our society, there's something wrong with you, um, more or less. Right. And that, that's how I interpreted it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's really interesting to think about because I think this is a really common experience that a lot, a lot of children have, a lot of adolescents have, and, and a lot of adults have. Um, and so I grew up and I, I really, because of those experiences, I shut down that part of myself that was sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I kind of like locked it away. And you know, I had to do that. I, at least I felt like I had yeah. to do that in order to fit in, in school and in college. And um, you know, what I didn't really realize was that I was cutting off an essential part of who I was. And so it, I really kind of kept that locked away for a long time until graduate school. I was in my early 20s and I took my first yoga teacher training program. Mm -hmm. And I really got introduced to meditation for the first time. And that's when, when I really started sitting down and meditating and quieting my mind and going within, I started having these awakening experiences. My third eye started opening. I started once again hearing and seeing things beyond the veil that were very loving in nature. And, you know, initially I had locked that part of myself away for so long that I was like, what is going on with me? I went back to that childhood belief there's something wrong with me. Um, and so I really had to go through this process of being with that and finding a sense of community was huge for me. A sense of a spiritual community who could really mentor me and normalize and validate for me what was happening. Mm -hmm. That was really, really huge. 
And eventually I started to really welcome those experiences and see them as gifts. Um, and to really see my sensitivity as a gift. And you know, it's taken me, it's taken me a while and it has not been a linear path. <laughs> um, but now I think I'm really at a point in my life where I honor my sensitivity. I really do see the blessing in it. Mm -hmm. But you know, we live in a world that teaches us uh, that sensitivity is weakness, um, that literally tries to kind of squelch and squish that out of us um, from a really young age. And I just think it's really important for so many of us to, to hear this and to understand that like it is such a strength and there is so much beauty that comes from being able to connect beyond the veil. Um, you know, there's so much more to this world than the three-dimensional matrix that we see around us. Absolutely, absolutely. So did you then stop taking? Is that too personal of a question? The medication once no. you started yoga? Were you like, whoa, what's happening? You know, I I actually went through a process in my adolescence where I got off all those medications. Okay. And I really reconciled with the fact that, wow, I never had bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the result of a mental health system that literally had no context for, for me. No context for a child that was so open and so sensitive. Um, you know, I did not fit into their, their DSM. Mm -hmm. And I went on to become an art therapist. I went on to get my master's in art therapy and counseling. And I know that because of my childhood experiences, like I was drawn to go into the mental health field. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like I still feel a real passion for integrating those two areas, which are really not so separate at all. Mm -mm. Um, I feel really passionate about bringing spirituality into mental health. They don't have to be separate. They really should not be separate. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of like the children coming into the world now, at least what I'm seeing, they are gifted. Yes. <laughs> so gifted yes. and so high vibrational. Mm -hmm. And they really have come here with a mission and a purpose. Totally. Like, I don't even think that they're carrying all the baggage and stuff that, like, we had to. Yes. I think that they come in, like, ready to, to go. And so uh -huh. to even bring spirituality in this, just to be more open. Like, yes. the world to be more open and accepting. Yes. And to know that it's okay. A hundred percent. I mean, we're still teaching kids to be like going mm -hmm. to school, spit in the box, yes, do the tests, do all the stuff, <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it really needs to change. Yeah, I mean, these these high vibrational little light beams that are coming in now are not going to be able to fit in a box. No, um, and they're, they're actually here to do the opposite. They're actually here to break down the old paradigm so that we can really start bringing in the new paradigm, mm -hmm. um, the new frequency on the earth. Yeah, and there's a lot, there's a lot, I think, that needs to be reconciled and realized within our society so that we can really honor these little beings um, instead of trying to change them. They're really here to teach us. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I have three children that yeah. teach me every day. Every day. Yes, I have one as well. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what would you say your gifts are? Like, are you more um, inner knowing? Mm. Can you hear? Have yeah. they changed? I know it, since the pandemic, mine have. Mm. 
That's grown. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe they've always been there and I've stuffed them down. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I've always been able to hear. I think clairaudience has always kind of, and, cl- and clairvoyance, I would say, have kind of been my main two, especially when I was young. Okay. Um, always was able to hear voices. Um, and I know how that sounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I always was. Okay. And... Um, that's that's been a huge thing for a really long time and um seeing you know i mean i remember being able to feel angels when i was young um being fascinated by angels and eventually when i started opening up my gifts again in my mid-20s um well i guess I guess what I'd like to say too is I went through a huge life-changing event at 26 when I lost my sister. Okay. Um, so I lost my sister and we were, we were very, very close um, in an accident when she was 20 and I was 26. Mm. Um, and, you know, she was such, a, such an incredible soul. She was so, such a free spirit. Mm-hmm. She loved nature. Um, and she was hiking in New Zealand, and she took a fall on that hike, mm. and, and she transitioned. And I would say that was a pretty defining, pivotal moment in my life um, where I, you know, really was thrown into some very deep grief. Um, and at the same time, I will say it was a catalyst for my awakening as well, an even deeper level of my awakening because I could hear her talking to me from beyond the veil. I mean, almost constantly, she was right there. Um, And she was reassuring me and telling me she was okay and she wanted our family to be okay. And it was such a blessing to be able to hear her in that way. And she would reassure me that we we had actually, that she had actually pre-planned, I don't know if pre-planned is the right word, she had chosen to go. Right, right. And that that had actually been a decision that she made before she even incarnated. Um, so, I'm, so, so she had free will, but like she made the choice to leave at that point. At that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it just provided me like this whole other layer of understanding from a soul perspective, loss, and, and, I say loss, but understanding it's not really loss. And you know, this was, this was so much of what I I worked through on a spiritual level was, you know, I was in deep grief and shock for her not being here in 3D anymore. And yet also understanding at the same time, she's eternal and I'm eternal and our love is eternal. And knowing beyond a shadow of any doubt that we were going to see each other again, that she would reincarnate again. Um, and that brought me so much comfort. And, and, you know, being able to see it from that bigger perspective of my soul right. was so, oh, it was so comforting. It was so essential for me. And that's the experience that my book was born out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote a book about losing my sister her name was Allie um and that was the book itself was an incredibly healing experience very cathartic to write 
and I, and I wrote a lot about what I'm talking about, you know, my childhood experiences in the book. Mm-hmm. And what was so cool about that book was that the first part of it is me um, sharing my experiences of, of healing from grief. Mm-hmm. The second part of it is Allie. And she brought through messages about the afterlife, about um, the, the process of incarnation that our souls go through. And it was so cool and I would hear her, you know, yeah. I'm talking about hearing, right? Mm-hmm. So I would hear her and I would basically just write down what she told me. Um, and that became the book. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a gift uh, to be able to hear and, and to connect beyond the veil. And it's so necessary at this time, mm-hmm. you know, as we're moving into this mass awakening on our planet. And I, I think I got on a little tangent there. I think what I, what I was trying, where I was going was I was talking about um, I wanted to share about channeling, yeah, um, because that that's been something that has brought me so much joy, and I'm just I just love it so much. It is so much fun, and um, I so I went through my process of awakening in my twenties, and that's when I started channeling again. Okay. And I started to realize that I could channel these different beings, Mm -hmm. including archangels, different ascended masters. Um, I channel Gaia a lot, so the consciousness of Mother Earth. And yeah, she's she's wonderful. She's a little she's a little spunky sometimes. She's got a sense of humor. (laughs) Um, And I would start just by. going into meditation, inviting them in, mm-hmm. and I would start to hear them, and I started just recording this on my phone. I would speak aloud and okay. just record it as a voice memo on my phone. And then I started doing that for a while, and then that eventually morphed into me offering public channelings where they beans would come through and offer a message for the whole group, um, which I still do today. And that eventually morphed into me teaching people how to channel. So offering a course called The Art of Channeling. So cool. Because I really, really, truly believe everyone can do this. Mm -hmm. It's not just certain people. Anyone can learn. This is a part of our innate abilities as humans is to connect beyond the veil. Um, And, you know, it does require practice. And it, it does require commitment. And it requires an ability to learn to still your mind to some extent. But I would say more than any of that, it really requires trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've talked to and worked with so many people, and myself included, um, in the beginning, who struggle trusting themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might hear or see something, but then they doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, it's, it's, it's really conditioned into us it is. to do that. So I started hearing during the pandemic. Okay. Um, very st- strong. Wow. And I was second, I was like, I'm crazy. Yeah. I really, I still, I mean, to even say that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes it's so clear. Yes. Like, that, that it, it just. Right. But my first thought was like, oh. Right. Right. Like I'm losing my mind. (laughs) What are people going to think of me? Yeah. You know, and that's, I think that's part of the stigma that we really need to collectively Mm -hmm. start to break down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if you look at like ancient societies, especially like indigenous societies, you yes. look at the shaman. The wise woman. They're, the witch, yes, yeah. the medicine yeah. women yeah. and men. They're the revered ones in the villages Absolutely. that were respected and honored for their ability to connect beyond the realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, ancient cultures and, and probably still some today. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as a society now, we have a lot to learn from those ancient cultures that really understood, you know, that there's no separation between spirit and, and form. Right. Um, and, and the, it's getting out of the mind. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we're in a society that yes. bigger brain, better, da, 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 yes. we're not feeling from right. heart or solar plexus anymore. Totally. Yeah. We're so mind-dominated. We live in such a mind-dominated culture. And, and, and then, you know, it also is, um, in a lot of ways, we've lost touch with our feminine, intuitive mm-hmm. guidance system. Our, like you said, our feelings, our heart... Um, that ability to trust uh, our symbols and the mystery. Um, there's, you know, there's kind of become this predominant emphasis on being able to measure and calculate. And, you know, if you can't, if you can't touch it with your hands, then it's not real. Right. Um, and I think if we're measuring reality by what we can feel and touch, we're, we're measuring like an infinitesimal, minuscule aspect of, of ourselves right. and reality. So yes, um, I think awakening to our feminine, our feelings, our intuition, and trusting that is it's essential for all of us. And also understanding it looks different for everyone. Like the way that you sense and feel and know is different than, my, than me. Right. And that's beautiful. And that's, there's absolutely, there's no comparison, there's no judgment, everyone has a different way. Um, and so I think, I think it's important to stop comparing ourselves as well and to just really embrace our gifts, mm-hmm. embrace our sensitivity and, and what we bring into the world. And to know it's okay. Yes. Like, I still am hesitant to share. Like, I can totally see energy with my eyes open. <laughs> yes. Not, like, through my third eye, like a lot of people do. Yes. Um, I mean, I can there, too, but if I'm really deep into it, I can just be somewhere else. Wow. You know, eyes open, the whole mm. sea auras, the whole shebang. Yes. Like, I don't tell people. Like, yeah. even if someone has a really lovely... Yeah, <laughs> just gonna walk away. You just want to go up to some stranger and be like, "Your aura looks so beautiful <laughs> today." <laughs> it's like I can't say that. I mean, I could, but right. I'll tell some people like that I'm comfortable with. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that is such a beautiful example, mm-hmm. like of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, there shouldn't, you know. It, I guess it makes me feel sad, really, that there's still this. Um, that we hold back so much still, but you know, it's, it's a process and awakening is, does not happen overnight. And, you know, I think collectively we are getting to a place where we're more ready to be more aware and understanding. And there are more and more people seeking yes. and waking up, which is a beautiful thing. And I think we're moving in the right direction mm-hmm. and just is coming back to that trusting and yes. time to do so. Yes. And really honoring ourselves, honoring 
that we're star seeds, that many of us are. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I, I think it's, I've, I've talked to a lot of people lately about the star seed conversation. Yes. It's interesting. And um, we're coming together. Yes. Is what it is. I think yes. like our soul family, mm. we're just uh, coming together. Our family of light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who are star seeds and there's this kind of common thread of feeling like there's something wrong with me. I don't fit in here. Mm -hmm. um, and a, a pattern of trying to fit in and, you know, or maybe not, but ultimately finding that trying to fit in causes suffering. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like so important for us to realize we didn't come here to fit in. Right. We came here to embody the light that we are to break down this old paradigm and this old matrix mm -hmm. so that we can bring a new consciousness onto the planet. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really beautiful thing actually and I'm not saying it's an easy thing mm -hmm. uh, because it can be pretty it can be a huge initiation to be a star seed on this planet mm -hmm. um, or to be a sensitive person or an intuitive person I remember when I was first going through my awakening process I, I used to think oh my gosh like it would be so much easier to just go back to being asleep yeah <laughs> isn't that funny we all think that yeah and, you know, of course, over time, you know, and once, once I was committed to my awakening process, it's like there's no going back because right. you can't, once your eyes are open, you can't go back to, right. to being asleep. And now I realize, you know, the truth is like, I wouldn't give this up for anything. I think it's way more painful to be asleep than it is to be awake. Um, you know, it's not, awakening is not a linear easy you know all rose petal path all the time right um i mean it's an ongoing path of relinquishing the control of your ego of surrendering to the prayer in your heart of letting go of all the conditioning <laughs> not just from this lifetime from a lot of different lifetimes and you know, it's, it's definitely there's some days that can be challenging. Um, but I think it goes back to just loving yourself enough to, to realize that you're worth it. Um, and that, you know, ultimately, like, the process of awakening, it's, it's totally, it, it's such a gift that we give to ourselves and to each other and to the planet. Mm -hmm. And really, it's inevitable. I mean, it's where we're all going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and it's constant. It's constant learning and growing yes. and healing, and it doesn't stop. It's right. not like you get to this <laughs> right. level no. and you're like, okay, we're done. I'm done it's, now. Yeah. No. no, there's more, and there's more, and there's more. Which, yes. is, which is beautiful, you know? I mean, our, our human minds want there to be a destination that we get to where it's all wrapped up in this neat little box, and it's like <laughs> we're done. But the truth is, it's actually beautiful. I think that it's this ongoing process that just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Yes. So I have to go way back. I have a few questions. Yeah. When you were writing the book with your sister, mm -hmm. which I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm sure she's here with you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I know how, it, I mean, I, I 
send send love. Mm-hmm. What was your like number? Not to give the book away, <laughs> but the three things that she shared with you mm-hmm. from either beyond or what happens in the afterlife, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. What were your three like? Wow. Mm-hmm. Did she did she like surprise you at all, or mm-hmm. give you something that you didn't already intuitively know? Yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, she talked a lot about soul groups, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, a lot, some of that I already knew, but it was pretty cool to hear it in her words, mm-hmm. how, you know, we incarnate in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we feel such a resonance with certain people. Um, and the people we're closest to, you know, it's a pretty safe bet that we're in a soul group with them beyond the veil. Mm-hmm. That was really neat to hear her talk about. She talked a lot about how she really wanted the the collective of humanity to understand, to relinquish the fear of death. Um, And that's a huge, that's huge. Because we do, you know, if you look at our society, we do fear death. I mean, we fear aging, we fear change. (laughs) <laughs> you know, which are like inevitable processes. Right, right. Um, and she talked a lot really throughout the book about how her intention in bringing the book through was to offer this comfort and reassurance that like there is nothing to fear mm-hmm. about death. And it's, it's such a, <laughs> still I think to this day, it's a very taboo subject mm-hmm. in our culture. Um, it's interesting. I remember, I remember when she passed and, you know, she passed so young, she passed at 20 Mm -hmm. and it was very sudden and it it was very traumatic. And, you know, so people would naturally say, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, and I, and I remember like when I was in that space where I had just lost her we had where she had just passed like I could feel her so clearly it was like her passage into the the higher realms opened up a portal for me mm-hmm. because we were we, we were and still are so connected mm-hmm. that I could feel where she was mm-hmm. and I could feel the absolute serenity and just the peace that passes all understanding. I mean, that's where she was. It was just, oh, it was so incredible to feel that from her and to know that she was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, you know, and this is a message in the book too, like that's all that exists, really. Like all of reality is woven together by divine love. Mm-hmm. And really everything else is illusion. Um, the fact that it's illusion doesn't invalidate our human experience. And the feelings. Like yes. Like meant to feel. Yes. yes. And that's part of the beauty of how it was set up for us. Um, you know, if we didn't come into, into this 3D reality, into our human bodies, if we didn't uh, have that experience, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be learning. We wouldn't be growing. We wouldn't be resolving and healing our karma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it's a beautiful opportunity to come into form and to realize the oneness of form with spirit and spirit with form. Mm-hmm. And that was a big takeaway from the book. And in writing the book and in hearing her talk, it's like 
I, one of her messages, one of her many messages was just, it's all one. Yeah. It's all one. So, you know, what is death? It's just a doorway into another beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we come back <laughs> if we choose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely firmly, I, I feel in my heart that, uh, like, I, I very much believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I know that she, she's, she's reincarnated and, you know, life is eternal and our souls are eternal. And I just think it's a message that is so necessary for our society and our culture to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, to start to not, to, to take away this, this stigma of death as a horrible bad thing. And I'm not invalidating the grieving process because I definitely, trust me, I went through a grieving process that was pretty profound. And it was so interesting for me to kind of witness, you know, my human self grieving. Right. The 3D loss of my sister, which, I mean, it was huge for me. And at the same time to witness my higher self or, you know, the spirit part of myself knowing and feeling her and feeling um and knowing that she wasn't really gone like i remember her saying i'm not gone our relationship is just different Mm -hmm. um and she does give some processes in the book to some exercises to support people in connecting with their loved ones because i you know anyone can do that too it's Mm -hmm. just a manner of practicing and again trusting being being yeah. open to the signs. I mean, they do send us signs. All the time. Yeah. 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 The first time, well, I think I could see energy as a child, but mm. I probably shut it off because mm-hmm. it wasn't safe. But when my grandma died mm. and I was with her, I was 20-ish. Okay. So that was probably my first awakening. Uh-huh. So I'm going on a side tangent here. No. Um, she was my person. Closer yeah. to her than anyone. My mo- She was like my mother figure. Mm. Um and I wasn't ready for her to go. She waited for me to say, it's okay to go. And I saw her spirit leave her body. Wow. I saw the energy leave. Everyone else was like crying. I was emotional, but I was also like, wow. Wow. Like, yes. it was so peaceful and beautiful. Ugh. And like, I, I know that sounds weird, mm-hmm. but it was so like, uh, I was supposed to be there, supposed yes. to see that. That was a, a part of my whole. Ugh. And then from there, all the connections I've had with her, uh-huh. the times like I was grieving and she would yes. come or an angel would be there and it was yes. just. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. So, yeah. I mean, I do remember, and thank you for sharing that, and it reminded me when I was really in the thoroughs of profound grief. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty early on after my sister passed. And I had traveled back to Virginia. It was right after her funeral, actually. I was taking my Kundalini Yoga t-shirt training in Virginia. Uh, At the same time. Yeah. Which actually was, like, just so divine that I had that teacher training to lean into. Um, I don't don't know how I would have gotten through it without it, honestly. Um, But I do remember, it was like maybe a week or two after her funeral, and it was the middle of the night, and I had cried myself to sleep that night. I mean, just the kind of cry where you're like, just hysterical, really. And I woke up in the middle of the night, 
maybe like three in the morning or something, and I opened up my eyes and I saw with my physical eyes mm-hmm. an angel yes. above me. I mean, it was like, it was so clear, as clear as I'm seeing you right now. Yep. Yep. And I cried out, oh my God. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I was seeing this angel and, um, and I went back to sleep. Yeah. And I woke up in the morning and I said, wow. And I know that was real. Yeah, I mean, 100% the angels were with me, you know, when I needed them. Yes. And they always are. Right. right? Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's such an amazing It was a gift. Yes. Yeah. That same thing, I mean, very similar happened when I was, like, grieving on the couch. My then boyfriend, which is husband now, was, mm-hmm. the guy was just having that breakdown that yes. happened a few days later. And the biggest, brightest, like, light, like, Mm. and I was, like, embraced in this warm, like, glow, Mm. and I just, it, like, all went away. I just stopped. And he's not as, like, or at the time wasn't as open. Yes. He saw it. Wow. So, like, we were just there, and I was like, yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a gift. Yes. Yeah. And, you know. I think it's important to realize too, like whether or not we see them with our physical eyes or hear them, they're still there. Absolutely. Always. Always. I mean, anytime we pray, anytime we call upon our guides or archangels or whoever it is, they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, it is a process of, of, it's like learning a new language. Yes. It really is. And it's a symbolic language and it's not through our minds, it's through our heart. So and it, it's different. Yes. Like your sign for something will be different for yes. my Yes. Like, and it's intuitively feeling through your heart what that is. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So one other question is, who is your favorite, and not your favorite, yeah, who's your favorite <laughs> person or angel or someone that you've channeled or who's Ooh. come through or maybe a top two okay it's probably really hard to decide <laughs> it, it is pretty or hard top three whatever <laughs> yeah but this is a great question um oh my gosh yeah okay I think I have to say Gaia okay um she oh she just feels like home I mean she is our home yes, yes. <laughs> and um She's sassy. Like, she can be a little sassy when she comes through me, but so unconditionally loving Uh and so comforting and nurturing. I mean, she's just, she's our earth mother, Uh you know? Oh, and so beautiful. Just her energy is so expansive and... You know, she she's the changing season. She's the ocean. She's the mountain. She's all of that. Um, so powerful. So beautiful. Yes, she's the living intelligence of our earth. So she's she's pretty fun to channel and connect okay. with. Um, yeah, she's she's amazing. There's a lot of so I man- I mainly channel ascended masters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've channeled Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, Isis, um, Yeshua. Um, Archangels, Archangel Michael. I love channeling Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. That that divine masculine protective energy mm-hmm. is so beautiful and so healing. Mm-hmm. Um, Archangel Raphael, um, Archangel Metatron. I love channeling Archangel Metatron. 
he's very connected with like the sacred geometry and the ascension of the planet. Yes. So he's he's really really powerful. Okay. Um, it's like he's kind of the head honcho of the archangels. So I remember one time I was doing a public channeling session. This was back when I lived in Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think I was channeling um, Andromedans actually at that point, but the lights in the entire building went out. Nice. <laughs> we, we all just looked at each other like, whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. We blew some circuits out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if I could say a favorite because they're all, they're all different right. and they're, they're all individuals. Like mm-hmm, we are. Mm-hmm. And they all bring through... I mean, they're all unconditionally loving. And they're all so... Uh, you can feel what an honor and a gift it is for them to connect with us. They love connecting with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just... It's so joyful. There's this joyful like sense of communion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really depends on like the context of the channeling who's at the channeling it's always whoever's in the highest good to come through absolutely um and you know if i had the energy they would just keep coming through all night but eventually i'm like our human bodies get tired and so um but yeah you set boundaries do you set boundaries when you sleep I, I probably need to start doing that more. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Uh-huh. I've gotten up in the middle of the night and Palo Santoed the room. My husband's like, <laughs> like I need sleep. I need Yes, yes. But I do. Because yes. if I... Yeah. I only wake up two, three, four. And then I'm wow. Like, no, I need sleep. Yes, you I do need, need your sleep. sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to remember, like, we have our... We're sovereign. And they're, they're always... They, they need to respect our free will. Yes. So, you know, if you do sit, wake up and set those boundaries, those need to be respected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always my free will choice to channel. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I never do anything against my will, ever. Um, but I will say it is so much fun. Like, I love doing it. I, mm-hmm. I love bringing it through. It's just, it's, it's so fun. And it's such a gift. Yes, it, it is. Such a gift. It is. So my next question is star seeds. Okay. Did that, so you read Akashic Records. Yes. As well. Mm-hmm. Did that come up in an Akashic reading or did they start coming through channel wise? Mm, the whole, like the whole concept of star yes. seeds. Yes. Um, yeah, like that's been coming up for me more recently actually okay. and people I've been working with. Yeah. Um, I'm noticing just recently a lot more uh, awareness around the starseed mm-hmm. identity. It's like a buzzword. Yeah, it, it has kind of become that, yes. which I, I don't think that's a bad thing, though. Right. I think it's actually necessary to start that we start to bring some of these concepts more into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and to start to normalize it a little more too. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be this crazy weird thing. Um, and I think as more and more starseeds are waking up and realizing who they really are mm-hmm. and, you know, realizing our connection to the stars and our uh, cosmic connection, I call, I call them our star brothers and sisters. Right. And that's what I call them. Yeah. Um, and I have connected with, like, 
Pleiadians, Cirrus is a big one for me. I think it's really powerful right now, that energy. The Pleiadian? Assyrian. Assyrian, okay. I think whatever, I've had that come through recently where I've never okay. connected to that before. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel a very strong connection to Syrian energy. Um, but, you know, I think it's just part of, like, our collective consciousness evolving. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I always thought it was so bizarre that to just think that we're the only living beings right, in the entire, right. you know, all of creation. I mean, it just always felt, even before I started connecting with the starseed, you know, stuff. It just felt so strange to me. Like, really? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, what are the chances of that? Right. Um, the, the fact that, you know, uh, the reality is that we're connected galactically, like, that feels so much more natural to me. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, it makes me really happy that so many people are starting to wake up to, you know, who they really are mm -hmm. and why they really came here. At this time of ascension and so much planetary change, I mean, it's it's really essential. Mm -hmm. I think me knowing my star seed, like finding where I came from, mm -hmm. it was super healing to me. Yeah, like life changing. Do you know your original planet? I believe it's Sirius. Cool. Yes, but I do feel a strong connection to Pleiades too. Okay. Um, a little bit Andromedan. So, okay. but I was definitely serious. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it is very healing. And I've, um, in Akashic Record sessions, there's, there's been sessions that I've done where star seed lineages have come through. Mm -hmm. And it is incredibly healing and validating and confirming, I think, for people, generally speaking, to put, it's kind of like putting the pieces of the puzzle together about why, you know, why you maybe never felt like Earth was your home or right. why you felt out of place here. And it's really empowering, I think, for, for a higher self to realize, oh, okay, I came here to Earth to really bring this light and be this light and this change on the planet right now. Yes. It's huge. It's time to remember who we are. Yes. We, we really can't afford to not, not anymore. No. Um, would you mind, I know we're getting close on yeah. time. Would you mind, um, one question. When you're channeling, do you hear voices through your ears? Like your human, <laughs> human ears? <laughs> I know it's different for everyone. So. It is different for everyone. Um, when I, when I'm channeling, my consciousness kind of goes out. So I, I do trance channeling, okay. which is when my consciousness will go out and then their consciousness will come in. Yeah. I do kind of hear them in my mind, but they really just start to speak through me. So my gotcha. voice will change. Mm -hmm. I'll use words that I would never normally use. Uh -huh. I mean, it's very evident that it's not right. me. Right. Um, I'm still there, you know, and I, it's kind of like, um, when you wake up and you remember little bits of a dream, mm -hmm. that's kind of how it is for me. I, I'm still aware of what's going on. I still have control. Um, but it's, it is a process of definitely surrender. Um, and it also feels different with each energy that comes through. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Like channeling Archangel Michael feels really different than channeling Mother Mary. You know, it's a very different energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you mind leading um, us either through like a short meditation sure. or sharing like a message for the collective? Sure. Whatever comes through naturally. Yeah. Let's do um, a few minutes of meditation together. Sounds good. And just a guided meditation. So go ahead and just find a comfortable seat. And whatever that looks like for you in this moment. And allow the eyes to close. And take a moment to anchor into this precious vehicle of your human body. And taking a full, complete breath in. And a full exhale out. And do that one more time. Complete breath in. Fill up with the breath. And exhale, release. And just feel the breath moving in and out of your body. And Feeling into your feet, the soles of your feet. Feel the energy centers of your feet beginning to open up, beginning to spiral open to the perfect extent for you. And then beginning to connect through your feet down into the earth. And just feel as if there was energy emanating, coming out of the soles of your feet, down through the floor, deeper and deeper through layers of rock and soil, tectonic plates, going deeper and deeper into the core of the earth until finally this energy arrives in the center of our Mother Earth. It's almost like this beautiful umbilical cord of light connecting you in your human form to the core of our Earth Mother. Take a few moments to just come into this sense of communion with the Earth, with your Earth Mother. And as you inhale, draw energy up from the soles of your feet all the way to your heart. And as you exhale, send this energy back down from your heart all the way down your legs, down the soles of your feet into the core of the earth. And take a few breaths in this way, coming into communion with Gaia. Feeling your oneness with her. Let any barriers, any places of separation between you and Gaia dissolve and melt away. Feeling at one with her as you breathe with her two to three more times. Feeling your communion with Gaia and with all of life. And then... Bringing the awareness up your feet, your legs, your low back, all the way up to the crown of your head. And from there, feeling 
beautiful branches begin to reach out of the crown of your head. Beautiful branches of the tree of life extending all the way up into the sky, into the cosmos, into the stars. And perhaps these branches reach up into your starseed home, wherever that may be in the cosmos. And as deeply rooted and grounded down as you are into Gaia, feel that same expansion happening through the crown of your head, through these branches reaching up into the stars. And take a few breaths here, breathing long, slow, and deep through your nose as you connect up through the crown of your head into the cosmos, into the stars, into your star seed home. And feel how you are the bridge between the realms, the bridge between heaven and earth. And it's all happening and unfolding. This process of awakening is unfolding within your precious human body, your precious heart. Just taking one more full deep breath in. Full deep breath out. Remembering that this communion is your true nature. Oneness is your true nature. This is your truth. This is who you really are. Whenever you're ready, and just gently blink your eyes open and bring yourself back into this physical reality. Dude, the energy shifted <laughs> the room. <laughs> Can you feel it? Yeah, like, it's pretty it great. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. We're sitting here together, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing oh, you're that. You're welcome. Like, I'm still not all the way in my body. No, I'm not either. <laughs> that was great. So, I am so grateful to have you on. Oh, we'll likewise. definitely have to do this again. I know there's so much more we could talk about. This was sure. so much fun. Yes. I'm so grateful and honored to be here with you. Thank you so much. So, can you tell um, the listeners where they can find you, what you're offering? Because you have a lot of stuff that we didn't even get to. I like do. The Sophia stuff. So, yes. can you share a little bit about yeah. what you have coming up? Yes. Okay. Um, so, I do offer a lot of different modalities. Um, so, I am an art therapist. Okay. Um, I do Akashic Record sessions. Okay. Um, I do channeling. I do offer monthly channelings. I, work, I love working with people one-on-one. Um, to do channeling. I do intuitive guided, guided sessions where I bring through messages from your guides. Um, I had one, guys. It was super good. <laughs> there, there's so much, there's yeah. so much fun. Yes. Um, and I do do Sophia Circle Journey. So mm-hmm. that is a guided journey through a sacred text called the Sophia Code um, that walks you through activations with the Ascended Masters. And all of this is on my website, so it's um, purindavecar.com. Um, so all of that information is there. And I do have a physical space um, at 1300 Weathervane Lane. And um, I offer kundalini yoga classes, weekly kundalini yoga classes as well. Yeah. 
so good. She has so many great tools, guys. Definitely um, give it, uh, check it out. I will offer everything in the show notes. Great. So it'll be there. Yes. And remember, when you awaken you, you remember you. Namaste.